0: Hey Chicken Littles, do you remember that in our last story, Nephi explained to Laman and Lemuel some some of Lehi's teachings, including his vision of the Tree of Life? Well, after Nephi finished speaking to them, they said, Nephi, you've told us difficult things to understand. It's all way too much for our brains and our hearts to understand, and we don't like what you're saying. And Nephi said, Ah. You know, guys, I know that I'm speaking the truth. And the truth is often something that wicked people don't want to hear because it makes them feel angry and guilty about how they think and act. Sometimes it feels like their hearts are even being cut, and they do not like that feeling. Now, Laman and Lemuel, if you two were righteous and willing to soften your hearts so that you could keep God's commandments, then you wouldn't complain to me about what I've been saying. And then Nephi encouraged them to keep God's commandments, and they chose to humble themselves and tried to learn how to love the Lord. In fact, Nephi was excited and hopeful that they would fully change their hearts and become righteous men. Well, time passed, and as Lehi and Ishmael's families got to know each other better, each of Lehi's sons chose to marry one of Ishmael's daughters, and Zoram married Ishmael's oldest daughter. At this point, Lehi had been obedient to everything the Lord had commanded him to do, and his family was blessed because of his choices. Now, one night, the Lord spoke to Nephi again and told him that it was time for everyone there to journey forward in the wilderness. Lehi woke up that morning and went to gather his friends and family to tell them the news. And as he opened his tent door, he was astonished to see a curious round brass ball sitting on the ground right in front of him. It may have looked like a giant compass. It had two needles, and one of the needles pointed in the direction that the Lord wanted everyone to travel. They were glad they had this guidance from the Lord, and everyone worked together to pack up their camp. Once they were ready, they crossed the river that Lehi had named Laman, and they traveled for many, many days until they came to a place where they made camp again, and they called this place Shazer. Now, if you were traveling in the wilderness and didn't have time to plant a garden, what do you think you would do for food? Lehi and Ishmael's families relied on hunting to get their food. They hunted animals with bows and arrows. Well, Lehi's guiding brass ball, which is called the Liahona, led them through the parts of the wilderness where there was the most food to hunt and gather. And they traveled and hunted and traveled and hunted. At one point when they stopped to hunt for food, something not very great happened. Nephi's bow, which was made of strong steel, broke. And you can't hunt food with a broken bow well, Laman and Lemuel were angry with Nephi because of his broken bow and because they hadn't caught any food to eat either. Everyone's families were tired and they weren't feeling well because they were all so hungry. Of course, Laman and Lemuel and Ishmael's sons started to complain and whine about all the hard things they were going through. And this might surprise you, but Lehi even started to complain too. Staying happy and positive while you're hungry and tired is really hard, isn't it? Yeah, it was hard for Lehi, too, and everyone else there in the wilderness. And on top of being hungry and tired, do you know what else went wrong? Laman and Lemuel's bows lost their springs, so they couldn't hunt either. There was no way for them to hunt any food. During this challenging time, though, Nephi did not complain at all, and he spoke many words to his family about how hard their hearts had gotten, and then he decided to take matters into his own hands. He decided to go out and make himself a new boat out of wood. It definitely wasn't as nice as his steel boat, but he trusted that it could still get them the food they needed. He got a sling and some stones too, and then he went to Lehi and asked, where should I go to hunt food? By this time, Lehi felt bad for being so cranky and complaining about his hunger. So he said a prayer and asked Heavenly Father to show them where Nephi should go to get food. In response to his prayer, Lehi was chastened. Do you know what it means to be chastened? It means to be corrected and disciplined. And it usually doesn't feel very good to be chastened. But it is a sign that God wants and expects us to be better than we have been. Heavenly Father likely said something like, Lehi, you should not have complained against me, even though you were hungry. It's not a very grateful thing to do, and I do not approve of it. Well, Lehi felt very sad and sorry for the way he had behaved, so he apologized to God, who then said, Lehi, look at the brass ball and see what is written on it. When Lehi read the words written on the ball, He began to shake from fear. Everyone there began to shake from fear, actually, because written on the ball were words meant just for them and their circumstances. They realized that the pointers on the ball worked only according to their faith. So when they were faithful to the Lord, the ball's pointers would tell them which way to go. But if they made poor choices and were unrepentant, then the pointers wouldn't work at all. Oh, well, the Leahona then pointed to where Nephi should go to get food. And he followed its directions, and he did find food. He found enough food to feed all the families there in the wilderness. It was a miracle, and everyone was so joyous and happy that they humbled themselves and said prayers of thanks. Well, some time passed, and they kept on journeying in the wilderness until one day... Ishmael died in a place called Nahum. Everyone there, and especially Ishmael's daughters, were very sad that he had died. His daughters began to grow very upset that they were out in the wilderness with Lehi's family, and they complained against Lehi for all they had suffered since leaving Jerusalem. They said, We've been wandering forever and have been so thirsty and hungry and tired tired. We want to go back to Jerusalem. And you know what happened? Laman and Lemuel started plotting to kill both Lehi and Nephi. Instead of just deciding to go back to Jerusalem once and for all, they thought it would be better to kill their own family members. That just sounds crazy to me. They talked to Ishmael's sons and said, hey, we think our dad and Nephi are both crazy. Our dad has said that the Lord has talked to him, to, talked with him, and that angels have visited him, but we know that he's lying. He's just trying to trick us into following him into the wilderness so that he can be our king and leader and boss us around. Whew, What do you think about that? The more they talked about their suspicions, the angrier and angrier they became. And the more they wanted to kill Lehi and Nephi. Until they heard the Lord's own voice chastening them so much that their anger disappeared and they chose to repent. And after they did that, the Lord blessed them with more food so they did not starve in the wilderness. After this, they traveled some more through the wilderness, And during this time, many of the women had babies. The Lord blessed them with food, though, and the moms had plenty of milk for their babies, and they all grew stronger and stopped complaining so much. In the scriptures, Nephi said, See, I told you that the Lord blesses us when we keep his commandments, and he makes it possible for us to do everything that he commands. Now, can you guess how long these families traveled around in the wilderness? They were out there for eight whole years. Some of you listening to me probably haven't even lived that long yet. Well, they traveled to a place called Bountiful by the ocean. It had lots of fruit and honey, and they were so glad to be in a beautiful place with so much food. One morning, after resting by the beach for many days, the Lord spoke to Nephi and said, get up Nephi and climb a mountain so that I can talk to you. Nephi was, of course, obedient. And when he got to the top of the mountain, he began to pray. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Nephi, I want you to build a ship so that your family can travel across this ocean. I'm going to show you how it should look. And Nephi said, okay, Lord, I will do it. Where should I go to find metal that I can melt down to make tools I can use to build the ship? And the Lord told Nephi where to go to get the metal, so Nephi went to work. He built a bellows, which was a big contraption that could get a fire's temperature super hot. Hot enough even that it could melt metal. This was a rare occasion since the families hadn't made many fires for the past eight years. The Lord had told them not to, and that he would make it possible for them to eat their food without having to cook it and without getting sick. He said to them, I will be your light in the wilderness, and don't worry, I'll lead you to the promised land if you keep being obedient to my commandments. Once you land in the promised land, you'll know that I really saved you from being destroyed in Jerusalem. So Nephi began to melt the metal to make the tools he needed to build the ship. And Laman and Lemuel thought he was an absolute fool. They said, Ha ha ha, look at our baby brother. He thinks he can build a ship to cross this huge ocean? Ha 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 ha. They did not believe that the Lord had asked Nephi to build a ship. So when he asked for their help, they said, No way. Nephi became very sad again because of their hard hearts. And when they saw that he was sad, they became glad. They said, "'Ha! You see, we know you couldn't build a ship. It's too big of a task for someone with your brain. You're just like our dad, letting your imagination run wild. Our dad's so crazy. He let us out of Jerusalem, and we've all suffered because of him.' We wish our wives would have died before leaving Jerusalem so they wouldn't have had to live in this harsh wilderness. Ugh, we wish we would have just stayed in Jerusalem. We would have been happy, enjoying being at home in our nice comfy beds, enjoying our riches. And besides, we know that the people in Jerusalem were not wicked. They were so righteous and they kept the law of Moses. Ugh, our dumb dad... He judged them and led us out of the city, and you're just like him, Nephi." Then Nephi said, "Do you believe that the children of Israel would have been saved from the Egyptians if they hadn't obeyed the Lord? Do you seriously think that they would have found a way to escape from the Egyptians unless the Lord had Moses help them escape? "Come on, guys, you know this story? The Israelites were slaves and were treated so poorly, so it was a good thing that they were set free from the Egyptians. And the Lord had the Egyptians drown in the Red Sea after Moses parted it, and then the Lord took care of them by giving them manna to eat when they were wandering around. He even told Moses to hit a rock to get water for everyone there so they wouldn't die of thirst. But even though they were led and protected by the Lord, many of them still hardened their hearts and blinded their own minds against Moses and against God. Which is silly, really, because the Lord had the power to punish them or bless them or lead them. He could do whatever he wanted with them. After that, he had Joshua lead them across the Jordan River, and then he helped them scatter their enemies so they could live in a land that had been promised to them. And Do you think their enemies were righteous? Nope, they were not. If they had been righteous, do you think that the Israelites would have been more important than them? Again, I say, nope. God does not care whether or not you've been born into a faithful family or community. What he cares about is how righteous you choose to be. He loves his children who want want him to be their God, and he makes covenants with them, just like he did with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But God destroys entire nations when they choose to be wicked. My brothers, the Lord has the power to do whatever he wants to do. When the Israelites being led by Moses decided to be wicked, he sent fiery flying snakes to kill them. But he also prepared a way for them to be healed. A super simple way. All they needed to do was to look at the brass snake that Moses held up. But because people thought that that sounded too easy, they wouldn't even look for themselves. And then they died. Can you believe that? Well, the Israelites have chosen to be wicked from time to time. And right now is one of those times that they've chosen to turn away from God. Which is why he is going to destroy Jerusalem. In fact, we've been in the wilderness for so long that he might have already destroyed them. Don't you understand that this is why the Lord commanded our dad to take us into the wilderness? You guys know that the Jews in Jerusalem tried to kill him. So how can you say they were righteous? You yourselves have wanted to kill him, which means that you're just like those people in Jerusalem. You're murderers in your hearts. You're so fast to be wicked, but so slow to remember the Lord. You guys even saw an angel and have heard the Lord's own voice speak to you but it meant nothing to your hearts because they are so hard so the lord has had to speak to you with a voice like thunder that made the earthquake i know you've heard him so why do you choose to keep your heart so hard oh my brothers i am so upset because of you my heart hurts and i'm afraid you'll be cast to hell when you die Oh my goodness, I am feeling the Holy Ghost so strongly right now that I feel so weak. Now, based on what you guys know about Laman and Lemuel already, how do you think they reacted to Nephi's teachings? I'm sure you guessed it. They were so upset that they wanted to grab Nephi and drown him right in the ocean. So they tried to grab him, but he said, In the name of Almighty God, I command you to keep your hands off of me. My body is filled with so much of God's power that it feels like I might burst. If you lay your hands on me, you will wither like a dried weed, and God will kill you. You guys need to stop murmuring against Dad, and you must help me build the ship that God has commanded me to build. If he commanded to do anything, I could do it. If he wanted me to turn this ocean into land, I could do it. If he is so powerful and can perform amazing miracles, then why couldn't he teach me how to build a ship? Nephi said many more things to Laman and Lemuel until they couldn't argue with him anymore. And they dared not lay even a finger on him because they were really scared that God would kill them. And now I would love to sing the second verse of the song, Nephi's Courage, with you, because it talks about this very same story. So if you know it, sing along with me. It goes like this. The Lord commanded Nephi to go and build a boat. Nephi's older brothers believed it would not float. Laughing and mocking, they said he should not try. Nephi was courageous, this was his reply. I will go, I will do the things the Lord commands. I know the Lord provides a way, He wants me to obey. I will go, I will do the things the Lord commands. I know the Lord provides a way, He wants me to obey. Well, at this point in our story, the Lord spoke to Nephi and said, Nephi, stretch out your hands towards your brothers. Don't worry, I'm not going to kill them, but I am going to shock them so that they will know that I am God. So Nephi was obedient and walked up to his brothers and stretched out his hand to them. And God did indeed shock them and shake their bodies just like he said they would. Laman and Lemuel said, Oh my goodness, now we know for sure that God is really on your side and we know that it is his power that shocked us. Then they fell to their knees and were just about to worship Nephi when he said, Stop it, guys. I'm your younger brother. Don't worship me. Worship God. And please keep God's commandments to be kind to mom and dad. So, Laban and Lemuel repented and went to work with Nephi to build the boat. The Lord showed Nephi every now and then how to build it properly. The boat wasn't an ordinary boat that Nephi had seen before. The Lord gave him some new instructions. Throughout this time of building the boat, Nephi took many trips to the top of the mountain to pray to God, and he was shown many marvelous visions. Well, time passed, and the brothers worked hard on the boat, and finally it was finished. It was very well made, and even Laman and Lemuel were impressed, and they humbled themselves even more. Well, chickadees, that's all the time I have right now to tell you this story. So until next time, I hope you have a terrific day. Goodbye.